everyone. You are tuned in to the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the high school student ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I'm Kevin Melgar, and I'm excited to be back for another episode. And speaking of being back for another episode, we have a returning youth leader here to help host today's episode. It is the one and only Chad Bell. How's it going, Chad? Hey, what's going on? Uh, It's, you know, not much, not much. I'm super excited to have you here. We were just talking before we started recording that the last time that we had you on was like months ago. So Yeah, three months, yeah. almost three months. It's exciting to have you here. It seems like just yesterday, Kevin. I mean, <laughs> such a memorable experience. So also on the podcast today, Chad, you're not the only one who's back with us. We also have another returning youth leader from our breakout dating series, uh, Lisa Vallejo. <laughs> Hello, everyone. So how you been, Lisa? Welcome back. Good. Thank you. I, it's, I don't even know when the date was when we did that. If, if Chad was three months ago, was that at the beginning of summer? Uh, it probably was. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit, it was a little while ago, uh, but time is running together as it always is for me. So I can't, I can't place it right now. <laughs> but all right. So unlike our last episode where it was just uh, a few of us youth leaders talking about uh, how old we were and how different technology was when we were younger, this episode, we have some actual students and former students here joining us today. One of those students is Ava Morales. How's it going, Ava? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you on here. And joining us is a recently graduated student that I got to see go from being a freshman to a senior. It's Leo Christensen. How's it going, Leo? It's going pretty good. I just got out of jujitsu. Feeling great. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that workout you get in. Choked dude. Out? Did I get choked out? No, I did not. <laughs> but i didn't win anything either so i i call any any day i don't get choked out a win that's uh that's my philosophy uh also on the podcast today we have another student whose name you'll probably recognize if you've been around the youth group it's carson vallejo how's it going carson mm-hmm. <laughs> man of many words yeah uh, short but sweet is how carson likes to keep it So today we're going to be going over what you guys recently experienced. Not too long ago, you guys were in Alabama, Alabama, sweet home, Alabama. How was it being in Alabama before we even get into our icebreaker today? Just like what kind of culture shock was that? I mean, Alabama must be completely different. We're in, we're in Southern California, but that's like, that's the real South. So uh, what was it like going into that? Come on, Ava. I know you got something. Um... A lot of accents, for sure. (laughs) They all talk very, like, I don't know how to describe it, but they just sound very, like, Southern. But they're all really nice. They're all, they're either really nice or, like, really sarcastic. Like, no in between. Those are my kind of people. Ava, can you you intimidate somebody from Alabama? I mean, I mean, (laughs) I mean, imitate. Can you imitate somebody? You know what, Chad? I get, I get those two words confused all the time. (laughs) You know what? You promised me that we wouldn't bring that up again. So. <laughs> only on the podcast. Don't worry. Only people in like Europe listen to this. So don't, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Let me hear an imitation. No. All right. All right, y'all. Okay. All y'all. <laughs> I'll, I'll save mine for later. <laughs> uh, but okay. So, you know, we're talking about Alabama 
And before we get into the real details of your trip, I just want to ask you guys to go into an icebreaker game, as we always do. Quick icebreaker game about Alabama. So basically, this will be two truths and a lie, if you guys are familiar with that game. So I'll give you three quote-unquote facts. Two of those truths will be actual facts. One of those will be a lie. And I'll ask you if you can figure out which one is not a true fact. If you feel like you want help, because we'll be alternating between the three of you, you can ask any of the other guests on today's episode for help or for their opinions. And these are just uh, random facts, so absolutely no pressure. I don't expect you guys to know everything about Alabama because you guys spent a week there. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So we'll start with uh, Leo, if that works for Leo. Are you guys ready to try this out? Yes. All right, here we go. So... Leo, which of the following is not a true fact about things Alabama was the first to do? So which of the following is not a true fact about things Alabama was the first to do? So is it Alabama was the first state to build a submarine for the U.S. Navy? Alabama was the first state to legally recognize Christmas as a holiday? Or Alabama was the first state to have a 911 call? So I'll read those off one more time just so you can get them in your head. Option one, Alabama was the first state to build a submarine for the U.S. Navy. Option two, Alabama was the first state to legally recognize Christmas as a holiday. Or option three, Alabama was the first state to have a 911 call. What do you think, Leo? I'm pretty confident, and I think it's option two is false. You're saying you don't think Alabama was the first state to legally recognize Christmas as a holiday? Yes, correct. All right. So Leo is confidently picking option two, and that is incorrect. (laughs) Ooh, dang. What the heck? Should ask for help, homie. (laughs) Guys, you know which one it is? It's one or three. Oh. Chad, uh, Chad, using his powers of deduction, uh, the critical thinking skills that he teaches all of his students in his PE course. That's correct. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Chad is actually right. It is option one or option three. And to be more specific, it is actually option one. Uh, Alabama was not the first state to build a submarine for the U.S. Navy. Uh, I think I think I know how that, that first 911 call went, Kevin. Oh, yeah. How'd it go? Hey, y'all, I just shot my dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe, I don't know, just a guess. Just yeah. A guess. I hope no one from Alabama listens to this, so they're going to be offended. Oh, I can't man. even go to the state anymore. They're going to, like, beat me up as soon as I walk off the plane. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, Chad is going to be banned from Alabama for that uh, Alabama impression. But yeah, so Alabama was the first state to legally recognize Christmas as a holiday. And Alabama was also the first state to have a 911 call. Whether or not it was exactly as Chad stated, we'll never know, I guess. Uh, But Ava, next up is you. Uh So let's go to the second set for two truths and a lie. So Ava, which of the following is not a true fact about Alabama's inventions? So... Alabama's inventions. Is it option one? Windshield wipers were invented in Alabama. Option two. The first rocket to send a man to the moon was invented 
in Alabama. Option three, the first air conditioner was invented in Alabama. <laughs> so again, here we go. Options one through three. Option one, windshield wipers were invented in Alabama. Option two, the first rocket to send a man to the moon was invented in Alabama. Or option three, the first air conditioner was invented in Alabama. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with windshield wipers. But, I don't know. I feel like if it's number two, then I'm gonna feel like I should have known that. But like, I don't know. It's Alabama. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'll go with option one. I'll put my confidence in that. Okay, so you're saying option one, windshield wipers were invented in Alabama. You're saying that is false. Option one, windshield wipers were invented in Alabama, is actually true. <laughs> nice. Uh, so windshield wipers were actually invented in Alabama, um, but the lie was the first air conditioner was invented in Alabama. Air conditioning was surprisingly not invented in Alabama. It was actually invented in New York, of all Should places. Should have been invented in Alabama. Seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ava got it wrong? Oh, did yeah, I? Ava got it wrong. Oh. <laughs> she, said, oh yeah, she thought she got it right. She thought she got it right. What the heck? <laughs> well, the way he worded it, it seemed like I got it correct. Sorry. That's why yeah. I said nice. Kevin does a good job of making you feel like you're right, when really, in actuality, you are incorrect. <laughs> Whatever. I was right in spirit. No. False. <laughs> so, uh, basically, yeah, in this game, if you if what you say is true, then you're wrong. Yeah, so take, take that for what you will. Uh, so, here we go. Last one, going to Carson. So, Carson. Last hope, Carson. <laughs> so, Carson, which of the following is not a true fact about Alabama animals and creatures. So, which of the following is not a true fact about Alabama's animals and creatures? Is it option one? Alabama was home to the world's oldest living chicken. Option two. Alabama has been the filming site for 15 movies about Bigfoot. Option three. Alabama has a law against wrestling bears. So again, we'll go through those one through three. Option one, Alabama was home to the world's oldest living chicken. Option two, Alabama has been the filming site for 15 movies about Bigfoot. Or option three, Alabama has a law against wrestling bears. Um, definitely option three. <laughs> All right, so uh, confident once more. So you're saying option three, Alabama has a law against wrestling bears is not true okay so option three is actually true so that means that you didn't get it correct just so we so we recap (laughs) lisa how do we feel they didn't never none of them asked us for our advice what's up with that or each other i was gonna say i don't think a chicken would live very long there because they probably would deep fry it so maybe option two would be I would say Bigfoot, because I didn't even know there was 15 movies total about Bigfoot, so how could they film 15 of them there? <laughs> yeah, I think option two. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Tell us, <laughs> tell us what it is. Okay, so the lie in the midst of these three was actually option two. So, uh, 
Yeah, Chad's right. I don't know how many movies total there are about Bigfoot, but of all the movies made about Bigfoot, only three have actually been filmed in Alabama. So, <laughs> not 15, but they have had Bigfoot movies filmed there. I think I saw Bigfoot when we were there. Well, you have to be careful when you leave behind footprints in Alabama, Chad. They might think it. <laughs> they might think it's evident. I almost got shot. I almost got shot at a couple times around the woods, man. <laughs> Uh, okay, but yeah, the oldest living chicken was actually 16 years old, uh, and her name was Matilda. So there you go, 16-year-old chicken. Wow. What is that like? Do, do chickens like age like dogs? Like every year is seven years for a dog? What's it for a chicken? Every year is like 10, so the chicken was really like 160 years old or something? <laughs> that's, that's a fun fact, Kevin. You need to look that one up. You have all these random questions. <laughs> yeah, that'll be, that'll be the, next, uh, the next set of questions. We'll that'll do. be on the next one? Okay, whoever's on there, do your research. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so that's that's all the uh, questions I'm going to put you guys through for today. Good effort, everybody. And yeah, actually, I forgot to mention that the, Alabama actually does have a law against wrestling bears. It's a it's a class B felony. So basically, it's equivalent to manslaughter uh, in oh. Alabama. Uh, because they actually did have a problem with people getting like starting bear wrestling tournaments and stuff like that. So, oh my gosh, the more you know, the more you know. But uh, you know, of course, you guys are law-abiding citizens. You didn't go to Alabama to wrestle bears. Uh, you guys went to Alabama to do some relief work. And speaking of facts about Alabama, unfortunately, this year specifically around the area of Foley, Alabama, where you guys were, they've been hit by numerous storms, hurricanes. In response to that, our church has put together a couple different trips to help people out over there going to do relief work, and you all got a chance to be a part of that. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And I know you guys have all shared a bit about your experiences in our youth services, um, but I thought it would be cool to maybe dive a little deeper into kind of what it was like going over there with a few of you guys and, you know, do that here on the podcast. Let's get into our main discussion for today. And I just want to ask you guys, before we even talk about the trip itself, as high schoolers or, you know, in the case of Leo, recently graduated high schooler, um, going into this trip, what was your mindset? Were you eager to go? Were you hesitant to go? Were you kind of neutral? Like, what was your, your mindset going into this trip? Um... I think I was pretty eager to go because my decision to go was kind of really last minute. Like the week before I told my parents, like, I want to go on this trip. And they were just like, okay. So there wasn't much like thought behind it. I was kind of just like, whoa, like it got really put on my heart to go. And I was like, okay, like I prayed about it. And then I talked to Jay. And so when I got the okay that I was going to go, I I was really excited. Uh, what about you, Carson? I was pretty eager to go because it's something that I had never really done before and I kind of always wanted to do it So I see a bunch of people going on disaster relief trips or mission trips or whatever. Nice. So you were pretty eager. I like that. Um, Leo, what about you? Where were you at heading into this trip? Honestly, I was really excited. Um, I had been looking forward to it for a little bit. Um, I had been bugging uh, Pastor Jay and Chad actually because... Uh, Garrett texted me a night or two before the first group left. He was like, hey, bro, let's go to Alabama. I was like, for what? He was like, dude, let's go. They're going to send out a relief team. We're going to go help with the hurricane. 
And I was like, dude, that sounds legit. Like, um, just give me the information. We ended up not being able to go that trip, but, um, you know, I had been asking pastor Jay, um, I had just stopped doing my high voltage electrical work. Um, so I was kind of sitting at home, not doing anything. Um, you know, I was kind of, I was in a slump. Like I wasn't being very active. Um, I wanted to do something. So when I heard about this, um, it got me really excited. Um, I had previously worked in ministry and I had neglected that role. And so, um, having this opportunity come up, you know, it's definitely something that I had been praying about and, um, I was super excited and, um, just ready to go pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and I know hearing other people share about this too, it, I'm super glad that you guys were eager to, to go and eager to serve. I know there were some people that were hesitant to go. Uh, certain people had to be asked numerous times if they want to go on this trip before they said yes. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I see you raised your hand there, Chad. You want to, you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, over the last, I guess, two or three years, you know, we went to Florida a couple of years ago. We went to Bahamas last year. And <clears throat> in those situations, I was, I was working, but I was, you know, I was, we were at school, I was teaching at school. So for me to take a week off is no big deal. It's like someone subs my class and, and, uh, and it, it's, it, it's easy. Um, but for this trip, you know, obviously school being the way it is not normal where I'm teaching uh, online and, um, to have a sub is not very, it's just not natural. Like it doesn't, it's, 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 it's a little bit tougher. And so, so I actually decided, you know, <clears throat> after back and forth with Jay, I was like, all right, you know, let's, let's do this. And, and then I actually taught from Alabama. So, uh, of the five days, three of the days I was actually teaching, um, from cars or pastor Joe's house or, someone's backyard or wherever. Um, so it was just, there was just, just different factors. And, and, and really the, my main, you know, mindset was like, like if there's somebody else that wants to go in, you know, someone else that, that, that feels the Lord, you know, calling them to do this, like I want to give them an opportunity because, you know, I've already done it a couple of times. And then, you know, on the flip side of that though, is, is, is kind of what I was sharing with some of the kids, like, been on three trips, three, three consecutive years, but all three are like totally different, totally like nothing the same about any of the three. And so, you know, it's almost like in my heart, in my mind, I was kind of limiting what God can do, kind of putting God in a box in a sense of like, oh, well, I've already done this. And, you know, I've been, you know, to the East coast and another country and, and done this and that and the other, and they've all been hurricane relief. And so I was kind of putting God in a box and then we show up there and it's like completely different because now the youth are involved. And so it's, it's kind of like that whole aspect of it. And, and it's not so much water damage as much as wind damage to trees and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, I, I would willingly, you know, at, in, in, at, for any trip, give up, you know, if, if someone else said, Hey man, you know what, can I take your spot or whatever? I would totally do it because, you know, I, I think everyone should experience doing something like this. Like it's super, uh, it just, but I think the Lord knew that I needed this trip at this point in my life and this point of the year, this year's being as crazy as, it, as it's been. And so, so I'm super stoked that, that even through my stubbornness, the Lord <laughs> kicked me in the rear end and, and got me going. So, yeah. <laughs> 
And Lisa, how were you feeling going into this trip? Well, um, at first I wasn't really even thinking. It didn't even cross my mind to go because I had Jay already go on a trip. Actually, Jay and Carson went on the first trip. And then the second trip, he had already said, if we do it again, probably both boys will go this time. And so in my mind, it was the furthest thing that I would be doing. And as more girls or a lot of girls signed up and there were no other options for other girl leaders to go. He just said, you're going. And then I'm like, wait, what? How's this going to work out? And then, of course, all the responsibilities I have start, you know, becoming a question in my mind is how this is going to get taken care of. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And we have a puppy and, you know, all these things. Um, And so, again, I think sometimes as an adult, we forget um, the simplicity of just being able to drop everything and go like when we were when we're younger and we're like, yeah, sign me up. Let's do it. But when we think of our responsibilities and and the um, things that are, fall on our lap and that we need to take care of, I think sometimes we can talk ourselves out of things logically. But if we look at God's word, most of the time he's not working in a logical way that our human minds can comprehend. And so we had several conversations even in our car about, you know, being stretched and and God taking us out of our comfort zone or, you know, not putting God in a box. So I think it was something that I wasn't anticipating to do. So it took me by surprise, but super glad it did because we had an amazing time in more ways than one. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because like you would think leaders going on these kinds of trips would be the most eager uh, to go on on these things. But a lot of times it's uh, (laughs) it's even difficult for those who lead to go on these kinds of trips. And it's super (laughs) awesome that you guys are still willing, even with all the responsibilities and all the craziness of stuff and life going on. um, You guys are going on on these trips and seeing what God's going to do. But, you know, Chad mentioned that he has been on three different consecutive trips and each one has kind of been different and that, um, you know, this one was even different from what he was thinking and in, in putting God in a box like that. But uh, for those of you students that went or like Leo, former student, what kind of idea did you guys have in your head as far as what it would be like? Leo, what were you kind of expecting the experience to be like? To be honest, I was expecting us to walk into a town that was completely devastated. And, uh, you know, I was expecting to have trees all over the road, like houses just completely smashed down to, you know, their base layers and stuff. And so I was a little bit surprised when we got there. And, um, you know, majority of the stuff where we landed looked normal. It was really until we got into the heart of Foley when we saw like all the trees, you know, scattered over lawns, like big old roots, like 15 feet high just on the sides of roads and then all the roads just i don't know with like six foot seven foot stacks of debris on the sides of the roads it was it was crazy and carson i know you went on the first trip that we mentioned there were two trips uh you went on the first one and then the one that you guys came back from recently was the second one so what were you kind of expecting going into the second trip um I don't really know. I was kind of hoping that I'd get like a lot of opportunities to share with others 
but as far as like expecting, um, I don't really know. I don't think I was really expecting things. But the first trip, I was expecting to like be taken out of my comfort zone and sharing the gospel with people. We were told multiple times that we'd have to do that by my dad and then Pastor Lance right when we were about to leave. He was telling us that. Yeah, yeah, and that's cool that they were prepping you guys to have that mindset. And Ava, what about you? What would you say, what were you kind of expecting going into this trip? Um, I think one of like the main expectations I had was when I had mentioned to people that I was going to be going on this kind of trip, a lot of them would tell me like, oh, well, that I bet you're just going to be like working in a kitchen or like helping like people in that kind of sense. Like, and oh, the guys are going to be doing like all the hard work. And the guys definitely did do the harder work. You know, us girls, we kind of raked, but we still like, I didn't expect to be like having to lift up like slightly heavy logs and like <laughs> lunge them across like a huge yard and like to be like dripping in sweat, like dying, like, oh my gosh, it's so hot outside because of the humidity in Alabama. But <laughs> yeah, it was honestly kind of completely different from what I imagined I thought I would be doing from what I thought I would be doing. Let's uh let's clarify though. Ava definitely wanted to use the chainsaw the entire trip. <laughs> and they wouldn't let she me. She just wasn't allowed because we you know, little, little trust issues, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, but she did ride in the lawnmower. Oh or my drive, God. I should say. God. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. Oh my god. It was the only girl who drove that lawnmower. Dude, I thought Ava definitely <laughs> broke the lawnmower. She went over to the fat stack of branches and it was I was like, oh, <laughs> and she wonders why we wouldn't let her use a chainsaw. I mean, I don't know, body parts, you know, those, those, those things can be missed. Yeah. Know? Chad, uh, Chad would have been a few feet shorter. Um, <laughs> hey, right. Hey, Walking maybe that would have on... been for the best. I'm... Whoa, <laughs> wow. whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy I'm just terrible. kidding. Come I'm just now. kidding. Slow Remember roll. when uh, Jay went into the dirt with the uh, chainsaw and then gave it to Chad and then the chain broke and. Chad was given yeah. the nickname Farmer because he plowed the ground yeah. with the chainsaw. Or supposedly he, he was the one who planted the ground. Kevin, you know how it is. I always get blamed for Jay's mistakes. Like, right? You, you've been around long enough. You understand. I told the guy, like, I can't even I can't even reach the dirt, dude. It's like eight feet down there. Like, Jay's two feet off the ground. Of course, he's the one going in the dirt, not me. He didn't believe me. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, but okay, so I mean, speaking of uh, you guys mentioned um, kind of a little bit of what you guys saw the devastation, alluding to the fact that there was some hard work to be done. But really, what kind of was the damage that you guys saw when you guys got there? What was the environment like besides humid and hot? And, <laughs> you know, what what was uh, kind of what you guys observed? And I think I'll go to Lisa for this. Um, you know, what what did you see when you got there? How evident was it? what had been going on. Hey, um, one of the things that you first observe is how dark it is. You know, there's not a lot of the street lights like we have around here. And when you drive and you don't know where you're going, you're going to be lost. And so couple that with, um, I think Leo described a little bit of just, um, all of the tree debris. And when we say tree, it's not just a few twigs. We're talking full roots, um, up and out of the ground and by the time we got there and I don't know what it was like the first trip but by the time we got there most of the stuff was cleared off the road so it's like 
a column, if you will, of just tree debris that you're, you know, driving and you have some on your left, you have some on your right. You know, in some areas there were still trees on houses um, if they hadn't been removed yet. Um, that was probably the worst you would see, like sheds or things just kind of smashed over. Now, us girls were staying in a little bit of a different area than where the guys were staying. So they might have some um, different different perspective. But, you know, fences knocked over. Um yeah, it looks like, you know, when the Wizard of Oz, you know, what is that, a tornado that came through on the original movie or something, come, you know, has come through and, and um, done its damage. It's it's just overwhelming. You, you're kind of speechless and you just stare and you're, you know, yeah. you're imagining what these people went through. The house where we were staying at, um, they were having some work done on, on a house that was at the corner and the workers had an outhouse there and that outhouse blew over to um, the couple that we were staying with and their plumbing was out and everything. And, and um, the gentleman, Mr. Terry had said to his wife, look, the Lord provided a bathroom for us. (laughs) 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 So, you know, just (laughs) random, random stuff. Um, But again, the majority of where we were at was a lot of tree damage because there's a lot of green out there. So I don't know if anybody else wants to jump in. Yeah, hence the Bigfoot uh, movies being filmed there, I'm Mm. assuming, is all the trees. (laughs) But yeah, is there anybody else that wants to jump in at any other perspective on what it was like just coming in and seeing all the effects of the hurricane? Or even just in general, like, put people who are listening in and might not have had the chance to, to go on this trip, kind of put them in what's the environment like over there in Alabama besides, you know, dark, hot, humid well, you know, I'll say one other thing, too. When driving through now, as I'm thinking about it, um, we got closer to the, the coast. All of the um, the signs that are on the buildings are just blown out, you know, windows, things like that, that, you know, maybe you're not necessarily thinking of. And all the businesses down along the coast area are completely closed. And, you know, you're like, is it COVID or is it the hurricane? that came through, but uh, because a lot of the businesses were open more inland, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of things contributing to because tourism isn't, you know, as prevalent right now. So there's just not a lot of businesses that are open. They're all pretty much shut down by the the beach area. So it felt like a ghost town in some areas, um, just real subdued. But the people there are so appreciative. And when they found out we're from California just to come help, they were all like shocked and just so appreciative. Thank you so much. You know, we are so grateful and really, really just um, loving on us, which was, you know, a shock and a blessing for us, too. Yeah. And so... Uh, Leo, what would you say, you know, we talk about you guys were in this place, different culturally, right? Different types of people. It was hot. It was humid. It got dark at night. You had all these businesses that, you know, look like a ghost town in some areas of of where you guys were and you could see all the devastation going on. So walking into the midst of that and getting put to work, what was that like? What did you guys do uh, when you guys came into that? experience you know i mean you guys landed in your plane how soon were you guys put to work (laughs) 
Well, actually, funny story. Our planes got delayed quite a bit that first day. So we landed really late at night on Saturday, I think it was. Landed really late night Saturday. We stopped at Taco Bell at like, I don't even know, it was like 11 or something, I think, <laughs> 10 or 11. Stopped at Taco Bell. We landed in Florida, so we stopped at Taco Bell in Florida. Then we had to drive to Alabama where we were staying. Um, we went to bed. We woke up early the next morning to go to church for both services. And then after that, um, we actually got a day of rest. Um, so we kind of got to take Alabama in that day. Um, so we went to church. We ate some lunch after church. Um, we went to the beach. And then we went to these really cool outlets. And we got to go shopping for a little bit. <laughs> and then then we got put to work and it was very laborious work you know it's not uh easy but it was fun it was cool to do with all the guys you know we were all laughing um i've never sweated so hard even when i was doing work over in china lake you know it was 115 over in china lake but the humidity in alabama is just ridiculous like it was 85 with 100 percent humidity and I was absolutely drenched in sweat, especially when I was wearing my overalls. It was absolutely disgusting. Let's call them <laughs> what they were. Tell them, tell them, Leo, head to toe, what were you dressed in? Head to toe, what was I dressed in? Your brand. Oh, Wrangler? Carhartt, 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 Carhartt. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bought so many. So I bought a bunch of Carhartt gear over in Alabama. That's the best place for cowboy stuff. <laughs> I basically lived at, at at that outlet every day after work. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. So you got all bammed out, huh? Pretty much. Yeah. I think it worked out that the boys were by the outlet, not the girls. If the girls were there, it could have been a bad situation. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have had any room in their luggage coming home. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Uh, I had to shove and sit on my luggage <laughs> just from like the few shopping trips we had. Not I fun. Think, I think though, Kevin, like that's the, the cool, you know, one of the cool aspects of it is, I mean, we're, I'd say the first, uh, like the first two days, like the full days and then the afternoons on the, on the third and fourth day, like we were out. I mean, it, they, they're not exaggerating at all when they talk about the humidity. Like, and I don't, you know, it gets humid here and we're like, Oh man, it's so humid outside. Never will I say that again, right? Because it's not even close to what it's like there. And you're, you're working and literally you're, you're dripping sweat. Like it looks like your knees are crying. Your body, you know, everything's just like my gloves were so saturated. My hands turned yellow because of the leather. The leather was like the, the color of the leather was soaking into my hands. But the thing is, is I mean, I know in their, in, in their heads and in me, me too, you're, you're, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is brutal. But we were just working and, and just hanging out and it, and it goes quick when, 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 let's see, what was there 17 of us, when 17 people attack a yard and even though these yards are like humongous, right? They're nothing, you know, they're way bigger than any yards we have here. You know, we would, we would finish a house in three, four hours. And I'm talking like cutting trees, dragging them, cutting logs, you know, carrying logs, whatever, raking all the leaves and twigs. And, and it would go quick. You know, we never spent more than a half a day anywhere because we all work together and yeah you know there was times people would sneak off and you can see them kind of like oh look at there's they're milking that one drinking <laughs> that sweet tea or raspberry <laughs> lemonade or why whatever it was um but 
And, and no one really said, well, no one had to say anything because when you're over there and you look back and you see, you know, 14 other people, people, you know, busting it and just gassed out, you, you have to come back and help out. You're not going to just sit over there in the car, you know, and hide out. So, you know, that's the, that was the cool aspect to see. And I know, you know, I mean, I, I work with high schoolers daily. They're, <laughs> high schoolers can be lazy. So can adults though. You know what I mean? And, um, to see these kids, you know, get up every morning, you know, when we're getting up there at, at seven in the morning, that's five o'clock in the morning here. You know, that's an early wake up call. And some of them stayed up late and they're, they were tired, but they, they strapped it up and they, they went to work. And so it was really cool to see, you know, on the adult end of it, the leader end of it, just, you know, these 14 kids really just putting it out there and, and, and getting stuff done for no other reason that, you know, and that was, one of the things we talked about, no one can question your motives when you pay your own way to go somewhere and quote unquote, like be tortured. You know what I mean? Like you're paying your own way to go to this horrible weather and basically be a glorified gardener for a week. You know what I mean? Like just chopping tree, like all that stuff. Like who can question that? Like what, what there's no, there's no selfishness in that. It's, it's complete selflessness because you know, you're going and, and doing something that basically the Lord has called you to do because that's just what he wants, you know? So it was, uh, it was cool. But yeah, the weather was, whew. it was, there was a couple times when it got nice where you're like, man, this is beautiful. And then the humidity would just hit again. You're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is brutal. So. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. What you were saying, Chad, is the witness that that is in the midst of having to be put to work that hard. You guys are talking about working with chainsaws, lawnmowers, you know, dragging tree trunks and carrying tree trunks and um, what, how did Ava put it? Slightly heavier sticks. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> slightly heavy. Yeah. Uh, but they were, they were pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty heavy. But you guys are putting all this in all this work. And, and the cool thing about that is in helping out all these people, you guys are being the hands and feet of Jesus. And, and, you know, in James, it talks about faith and works, right? And, show me your faith without your works and I'll show you my faith by my works. And this whole idea of like, you can't just talk about being a Christian, but then not ever put feet to that. And I think what you guys were able to go over there and do is really, really cool in showing the love of Jesus to people by helping out, by cleaning up, by doing all this stuff and giving of your time and your energy. But with that being said, I know that there's so much more to talk about in regards to your trip to Alabama, and I definitely want to get into the rest of it with you guys, but we have a lot more to get through, and I think that it'd be a good idea to draw out this conversation into another episode and pick it up next time. We'll keep recording right now, but we'll pick it up next time with the rest of your experiences in Alabama, get a little bit deeper into what it was like doing ministry over there. In the meantime... I just want to let everybody listening in know that if you guys have any questions regarding what we talked about today, regarding anything related to the Alabama trip, or if you have any ideas for future podcast episodes that you'd like to hear, you can reach out to us and let us know on Instagram at Committed Youth or through email. And the email that you can reach us at is committedyth at gmail.com. Again, that's committedyth at gmail.com. But until next time, When we pick up this discussion again, I just want to say from everyone here on the podcast and from everyone at Committed Youth, God bless and goodbye.